Hello, and welcome to the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide. I'm Cass Rowland. And I'm Jude Furlong. This week, as every week, we bring you a different cryptid or cryptids to uh, discuss and analyze and skepticize. Is that a word? Skepticize? Skepticize? It is now. Skepticize about. Uh, this week is another triple header, a, a, a big old bundle of birds or pterosaurs mm. or something. A bird bouquet, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so this conceptually started when I landed upon uh, the Ropen. Uh, the Ropen frustrates and, and beguiles me for a number of reasons, suffice to say. And so I decided to look about for, for others of its kind. Uh, and I found them, Cass. I found the Big Bird and the Kansas City Winged Demon. Wait, you found Big Bird? Uh, not that one. Is he okay? Um, I, well, I'm sure regular Big Bird is fine. Although, you know, I do wonder, how do they keep the suit so clean? Have they replaced it? Have they? Do they just, like, wash it real good? How does, how does it, you know, maintain its luster after some 40 years? I 50? Think, I think you've got to just be very careful about what's going on. There's a guy in there. There's a guy in there. In he fact, sweats. In fact, there are multiple guys. Did you know that Big Bird is different in different countries? I did know that. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a... Which is which is the blue one? Is that the Brazilian Big Bird? Uh, the Netherlands, actually. Oh. His name is Pino. <laughs> Listen to this. So, canonically, I think Big Bird's like five, six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Bird had a tech, the tweet... That was introducing the other cousins of the world. The Dutch big bird is named Pino. He lives in the Netherlands. Apparently, quote, he's a few years younger than me, but we're the same height. Which is kind of fucked up of a notion, because that means that there's a three-year-old bird that's like Mm -hmm. seven feet tall. It's fine. It happens. Ostriches are pretty big. Yeah. You can't live with a seven-foot bird? Have you... Have you seen the Brazilian Big Bird? Uh, I have. I'm forgetting which one that is, but I've definitely, I've definitely seen quite a few. I make it my objective. Yeah, that's the, the that's creepy the, haggard that's the, one in the alley. Yeah, that's the blue one. This that's is the, the one this is the one about? I was thinking of. Oh no, Garibaldo. Oh no, I thought you he's were talking a, about the Dutch he's one. He's horrible, and I love him. I thought you were talking about cute little Pino. Do you remember that horrible? I think it was a, a pelican mascot for a team. What? I'm I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh my uh, god! There's... No, go ahead. Go ahead. There, there was this horrible, horrible mascot. No, it's not Pierre. But everyone's showing me Pierre. <laughs> I had these ragged feathers. I think it was the one just before Gritty. Oh no. Um, yeah, I can't remember what team it was for. Uh, just horrible. Just, yeah. just yeah. Before the Philadelphia Flyers had Gritty, they had someone else. Because Gritty is a, a nonsense beast. Um, like Gritty, oh, so scary. He's a weird big guy. What the fuck is he though? He's just a weird big guy. They used to have, I think, a pelican, and it had this shaggy fur kind of coat. Uh, and it was wow. all mangy look. It was horrible. Wait, is Gritty a bird? Gritty is not a bird. What is Gritty? Gritty, uh, gritty is a creature. Is he his own f- uh, 
phylogenetic category? Uh, he looks to me to be a relative of uh, Grimace. Eh. I would suspect he is the coven that the cousin that they do not invite to Thanksgiving because they know he is an arsonist uh, and that he <laughs> would attempt to tempt them with Molotov cocktails and the like. And Uncle O'Grimacy isn't about to have that in his house. <laughs> it's like, no, we can't invite Gritty. He will put the entire turkey in the microwave. He doesn't care; it's already fully cooked. He will do it. Just he to will cause put it with. He will put it on with tin foil in there too. He'll, no. he'll, go, he'll go all the way. Yeah, he wants to see. You've the funny seen those eyes. Oh my god, yes. Gritty Gritty is just built for chaos, and that's all. Anyway, Garibaldo looks like a horrid mascot creature instead of yes. a beautiful, beautiful big bird. But I do love him so much. Oh my god. Anyway, the big bird we are talking about today, uh, as one article puts it, does not have a postal address to be found anywhere on Sesame Street. Instead, it is a bird with a 15 to 20 foot wingspan. Oh. It has... A bald head like a monkey, according to two kids. Um, it is generally compared to being about the size of a Cadillac. Oh, wait, hold on a second. It's the size of a Cadillac, but its wings are only, in total, 15 feet long? Well, the wings the wings are the size of the Cadillac, lengthwise. Oh, okay. First I was like, how the fuck does it fly? Yeah, but it's still a big fucking bird. Um, had the face of a bat or monkey... Uh, the color was white. Uh, this creature was initially reported in 1975 by two teachers. Uh, from there, it spiraled out of control. Uh, these two teachers ran into it. They reported it to the local police deputies. Deputies didn't take it seriously. This is all in January of 1975. And about a week later, the police run into it. Um, and it's this giant bird gliding over their patrol cars. Uh, they're horrified by it. They think it's some kind of monster from another world. Uh, but but then it's written off as like a misidentified large pelican or condor of some kind. Mm-hmm. On New Year's Day, two teenage girls named Tracy Lawson and Jackie Davies stayed. They observed a scary five-foot-tall bird leering at them in their yard as they played. Their parents discovered some enormous three-toed tracks the next day that were featured on a local news broadcast and hysteria soon erupted. Is this just an ostrich that got loose from a local zoo? I don't think it's an ostrich. I Now, an ostrich does have a horrid bald head, but it does not have... Uh, how, how big are an ostrich's wings, actually? Because they can't fly. Wingspan. Yeah, give it a wingspan. Six feet. Okay, that's not huge. But they can cover 10 to 15 feet in a single, in a single stride. Not Not quite Superman, that. Um, oh my god, apparently there's a myth that yeah. ostriches have eight hearts. I don't know where that myth comes from. They're and birds. And my question is, who believed that? They're birds. Who believed? Who believed this? Birds have the same amount of hearts. Yeah. Here we go. January 7th, a Brownsville man named uh, Alverco Guajardo heard something slam into his trailer home. And, he went, and when he went out to confront the culprit, he claimed that he stood face to face with a bird, but not a bird like something, but not a bird, like something from another planet. One week later, Raymondville resident Armando Grimaldo experienced the most terrifying encounter to date when he was sitting outside smoking a cigarette one evening. 
Suddenly Grimaldo heard the sound of great flapping wings and was attacked from above by a beast that scratched at him, ripping his clothes. He was later transported to the the Willisee County Hospital in a state of shock. What the fuck is with this violence? But this whole town was hounded by this giant bird of some kind. Residents all over reported seeing it. Um, It made national news at one point. Mm -hmm. It was a very big deal, but it just kind of... Uh, petered off after about a year okay so i know that we've ruled out the fact that it's an ostrich but i was uh looking at some facts about the ostrich to see if it fit any of this description as you were talking Mm -hmm. and uh i was reading something called 19 facts about the common ostrich you won't believe and one of the questions is how cute are they and i I just want to read cute I just want to read you this description because apparently the person who wrote this article dislikes their appearance. Oh. How how cute are they? Ostriches have beautiful eyes, but they are not cute at all. Their feet have long and thick toes with large black nails, nearly bare legs, and necks. They look aggressive and uninviting. The only time ostriches look cute is when they're young chicks. Someone does not appreciate... The ostrich. Mm, I don't know about if they're cute when they're young chicks. I mean, they're cute, but they're as cute as they ever are because they always have that face that's going, hmm. 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 Always pouty. Yeah, exactly. If, if you could show me a big bird that looked like this, that's all I would need. I want a perpetually um, somewhat chuffed big bird. This is the face you make when you're in like a religion or philosophy class and someone just like starts completely monopolizing the conversation just mm-hmm. to say some like dumb and uninformed shit to try and prove their like weird political beliefs and you're just like mm. this is the face you make when you're in line at the dmv and the guy ahead of you decides to start talking to uh the the licensed person uh that hands out all the licenses and ids and you have to wait there for another 30 minutes for them to finish their conversation because you don't want to be rude but you're not happy. No one's happy. It's the DMV. Yeah, this is the, this is nature's equivalent of that Kermit face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My favorite facial expression. No, I know ostriches are notoriously violent, but yeah. I don't think a bird with this face would attack me. I think they would like gently nudge me to the side or like kind of just move past me briskly. I could imagine. This is an average New Yorker having a bad day. <laughs> this bird is a New Yorker. We- um, weird face, uh, somewhat aggressive, not happy to be here. It just takes its little clawed foot and just pushes you away. Exactly. By gripping you by the face and just going, no. Pushing you out of the way. Um, no, this is the fa- this ostrich is making the face that I have worked so long to be able to do. Um perfectly i want to be able to make the scrunched kermit face and i'm so angry that this bird just got such a great genetic lottery that it can just do it without even thinking about it like it doesn't have a choice Mm-mm. i'm so jealous <laughs> how dare it with its apparent one heart and mean face listeners we are so happy to announce that on on uh this week of the podcast we finally found Cass's for sona um. No! Why would, <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Uh, some of the interesting details that Guajardo, the, the one who was eye-to-eye with it, had noted was uh, 
four feet tall, he says, eyes like silver dollars, wings like a bird, and a face like a bat. So face like a bat or a monkey mm-hmm. is a very common detail. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the explanations for it have been that it was probably a very uh, large condor out of their usual habitation range. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of large bat or very popular in the cryptozoological community, a pterosaur. It was a pterosaur, you see. Just a dinosaur. Just straight up a dinosaur. Well, not, okay. So this is going to come up again later. Pterosaurs are not dinosaurs. This is important. Why is this important? Dinosaurs did survive the great extinction. Uh, We know this because we have birds. Pterosaurs did not. Mm -hmm. Birds and pterosaurs have very, very different bone structures and wing structures. In fact, what pterosaurs have actually is a little bit closer to what bats have uh, rather than birds. Um, they, they have very, very different bone structures. And no pterosaur has existed in the fossil record since the Great Extinction Period, unlike dinosaurs, which have sort of a chain into modern-day birds post the Great Extinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why a living pterosaur would be a pretty fucking big deal. Now, I'm not saying that a living T-Rex or some such thing wouldn't be a big deal. It would be, but we do have chickens. Yeah. So at least there's grounds for dinosaurs continuing to exist. At least there's potential. The idea of a modern-day pterosaur is uh, absurd, bizarre, unfounded, and beloved by the cryptozoological community. They love to say it could be a modern pterosaur. The thing that really that I really like about um, Big Bird is the just all the weird details of it, and the fact that composite sketches of it have therefore resulted in truly unsettling beasts. Um, if we look at the gallery on the Cryptids Wiki, someone here has done oh. a masterpiece of art, and I wish I knew what it was from. I have a suspicion that it is from a book about the big bird. Um, And this is great. Face like a monkey or a bat. Bat wings. Weird body. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. That kind of looks like uh, one of the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. It does, doesn't it? But like with a beak. With a beak. Mm Mm-hmm. It reminds me of these creatures from the Power Rangers movie, uh, the minions of Ivan Ooze, who were evil crow creatures. Oh my god. You're not wrong. But it's like buff crows, like crows with buff arms? What the fuck? Now, uh, at saccharent.com, Chasing Shadows does say that I still get reports of humongous birds around the Lone Star State and in the South Texas area, which is where the big bird haunted. Um, Perhaps indicating that there's something quite extraordinary flying around out there still. I don't know that I buy that. In 1976, the, you know, the year that it disappeared, um, Mm -hmm. Wednesday... 50 persons report seeing Big Bird roosting in a fruit orchard about two miles south of Alamo, Texas. A KRGV TV reporter joined them and shot color film of the bird as it stood calmly watching the growing crowd. 
The film was shown on, on late news programs across the state, and Big Bird's image today might be slightly tarnished. What Texans saw was a very large crane with a slightly bored expression on its face. Oh my god. If Big Bird is as big as a car, then it would have to be a subcompact. At best, the bird was only four feet tall. The wingspan was estimated at five to seven feet. After about five minutes of watching South Texans stumble over themselves, Big Bird quietly spread its wings and flew away. That is ostrich size range. Minus exactly. the flying ability, but that is... Uh, uh... Exactly. And cranes, I wouldn't say are known to be violent, but I could see it happening, I suppose. Any bird will attack you under the right circumstances. They love to do it. Listen, I feel like all birds are just waiting for the opportunity. They're waiting for an excuse so they can legally justify it. They want to hurt you. Now, I need to remind you of the details here. We know it's white. We know it has a very large wingspan. We know it has three-toed feet. We know it has a bald head. And the thing is, there are two different kinds of cranes uh, in, in Texas. There is the sandhill crane, which has sort of a gray feathered appearance. Um, but, but they come in both gray and white, and they have this red spot on their head. Oh, those are fun. Not I unlike what you might expect a bald patch to look like. If, like if you've ever looked at a buzzard's head or a vulture, uh, you'll notice that. Uh, sorry, not a... No, it is buzzards, isn't it? No, I've mixed up buzzards with something else. Mm. But anyway, vultures with their weird little red bald heads. Um, and the vultures don't have ha- hair on their heads. They're regarded as bald. This is a red spot. Looks bald at a distance. I'm just saying the details line up all a little too well. Big Bird disappeared? No. Everyone realized, oh, Big Bird was a crane. This is embarrassing. Let's all go back inside. Yeah. Although I can't blame someone if there's any animal that's a bird that gets too close to you. Oh, birds are fucked up. Yeah, no. Have I told you about the aggressive turkey problem that we have in my neighborhood? Right, yes. Always with the turkeys in, in your uh, in your driveway, right? Not just in the driveway. We have geese in the driveway. We got a flock of geese in the driveway that won't fucking leave. <laughs> um, like, get out. Like, it's not your season anymore. Get out of here. Um, you're done. Go away. But also, on top of that, there are turkeys in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And most of the time what this is, is it is the gaggle of aggressive male turkeys that mm. will follow you if you get on their street. There's like the one street that's like the turkey street. If you get on that street and they're there, they will follow you. They will chase you. They will peck at you. They will yell at you. They will attack garbage trucks. They will attack property. They will attack your mailbox. They will attack your dog. They will eat you. Sometimes they'll show up at our house. The the fucking scariest experience I've ever had with a turkey is one time we have like a glass sliding door that you can see from like most of the house. So like I would walk down the stairs and like you can see it. And I walked down one morning and this was in the phase of my life when I rebelliously didn't want to wear my glasses. I walked down the stairs. I looked at this door 
And I swear to God, it looked like there was a small human standing in front of it. <laughs> just staring. And I jumped and I freaked out. And you know what it was? It was a fucking turkey. There was a fucking turkey just standing at our back door, staring at us. The brain simply isn't prepared to process uh, the avian form, I think. One is not prepared to see birds. Exactly. This is why most cryptids are probably just birds, is the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we see a bird and we're like, holy shit, that's a fucked up creature. What the fuck is that? It's like a reptile and it's got weird little eyes and it's got horrible teeth, but it's got feathers and it's big, but it's not big. And it's like weird and it's making whooshing sounds because it's flying all over the place. What the fuck? And it's just a bird. Like, this is why, honestly, that is the thing that could get me to believe in the birds aren't real conspiracy. Not that they're, like, designed to, like, spy on you or whatever, or just that just that they are designed, like, sheerly, mechanically designed to cause the most amount of emotional distress from seeing them. <laughs> Except the teeny tiny little birds that are, like, orb-shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I love seeing birds, but I'm also never emotionally prepared to see a bird outside of my own terms. I don't want to like I want to be emotionally ready to see a bird some of them I really like turkeys I'm never emotionally prepared to see a turkey I'm never emotionally prepared to see a goose never emotionally prepared to see an ostrich or an emu I would like to see more little birds and hummingbirds please I do I do love a good hummingbird I love hummingbirds that's another thing to these people, the most scary bird is a huge one. Yeah. I don't think so. Now, a big bird is pretty scary, I'll admit. Even I, even I am invulnerable to such a fear. However, the bigger the bird, the longer the neck, the easier it is to grab. You can just pick them up and swing them around at that point. The ostrich goes for me. I get it. I get it in a chokehold. Pick it up. Start swinging. It's okay. that simple. It's okay. that easy. Hold for, on. Number one tactic in a bird fight. Go for the throat. One second, please. Um, Jude? Yeah. Ostriches weigh 220 to 350 pounds on average, and they're about six and a half feet tall. So please enlighten me on how... Oh, sorry. No, they're not six and a half feet tall. That's their wings. They're seven to nine and a half feet tall. So please enlighten me on how you're planning to pick this bird up. Well, you know the um, what is it? The ball toss in the Olympics. <laughs> the shot put. Spin- yeah, where you spin around and around. Okay, it's that a- easy. Let me add another complicating factor for you. Sure. Ostriches have the largest egg size and weight of any bird on the planet. Ostriches can produce between two and eleven eggs at a time. Imagine the weight of an ostrich on its own plus 2 to 11 3.1 pound eggs added to the mix. Well, obviously, I'm not going to be fighting a pregnant ostrich. I'm not a monster. How do you know, though? How do you know if it's I'm in not tune, pregnant? I'm in tune with the animal world, Cass. You think I can't tell when an, when an ostrich is in its estrus? <laughs> you think I don't know these things? You can smell it on the wind. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I feel really sorry for uh birds though that have big eggs. Like I feel very sorry for kiwi birds. Mm. Like how their eggs take up like twenty percent of their body mass. It's terrifying. Go. That's awful. Like they can't eat. They can't breathe. Like what the fuck? But also, like, ostriches, not only are they uh, large, but they're also really fast. They can run at 43 miles an hour. I don't think you could grab an ostrich with the same dexterity that you could grab, like, a goose. I, I am working my way up the bird kingdom, and I will fight every bird. Jude, when was the last time you got into a bird altercation? Hmm. When was the last uh, it, time you physically fought a bird? It would have to be probably this summer in which uh, 50 ducks came upon me and I said, let's get it on. That sounds bad. It was it was a most terrifying fight. I was bloodied and battered, but I was the victor. <laughs> Wait, why did you go after the ducks? Well, they went after me. They were armed, Cass, with knives. Oh, Oh, you ran into the Duck Mafia. It was the Duck Mafia, yes. Sent by the elusive Big Bird. <laughs> Not the cryptid. The Sesame Street character. Big Bird is such a Mafia-ass name, isn't it? Yeah, you got Fredo, we got Little Polly, we got Big Bird. Do you think that the people who saw this Big Bird just saw... The actor for Big Bird flapping around without the head on? Like, do you think he was on his what lunch you break have and just couldn't get the rest of his costume What on? you have posited to me, though, is that the Big Bird actor can fly in that costume. <laughs> you don't know. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's what they saw. Hold on. Who? The real cryptid isn't a giant ass bird. The cryptid is a man who can fly. Wait, who plays Big Bird? One second. Well, back in the 70s. Oh, it's a puppet. It's a, there's no one in it, is there? No, no, there is. Uh, Big Bird is a suit puppet, so you actually need a person to man it. Oh, it's um, a suit puppet. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the Big Bird actor has changed throughout the years. Uh, I forget who it used to be. Here it we used go. to be Carol Spinney. Yep, there you go. Now Matt Vogel, who is not bald. Fuck. That is also not as tall as Big Bird is. Fuck. My theory has fallen apart. I I do think Carol Spinney might be bald. Oh, damn it. Not bald. So not bald. Carol Spinney has so much hair, in fact. Yeah. Carol Spinney looked at the rates of male pattern baldness and said, try me, bitch. It's being in that Big Bird costume. It's pre- it's preserved him from the elements. He He's in a stasis in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he had a full head of hair the entire time. Oh my god, there's a picture of him just, like, walking around with the Big Bird, just the pants. I love that picture. I love the, the just the pants Big Bird. Can I have Big Bird pants? Just the pants? We We got it. We got to we gotta talk about another cryptid. Yeah, no, <laughs> we gotta. We're getting caught up. We're getting caught up. We're getting uh, caught up on the big bird. Let's let's wh- talk about some yeah. of these other bad boys we got. Uh, let's go over to the cryptid news section first, just so we can uh, do that, because our other cryptids might take up a little more time. True. Um, so Ooh, let's head over to cryptid, cryptid news. news. Do, 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 do. 
You got cryptid news. You know what to do with it. Give it to us. Do you, do you have any cryptid news? Uh, I have fun bird facts. Oh, I love uh, a Rio facts. Grande Valley woman, and this was six days ago, just broke the U.S. record for most birds spotted in a year. Oh. Tiffany Kirsten saw 726 species in 48 states, setting a new record for the mind-boggling achievement birders called a big year. Uh, 2021 was uh, the year of the bird watchers, I guess. I think it was an ideal time. Uh, for the past two years, people have been mostly inside, uh, generally avoiding nature and other people. And I guess in that time, bird watchers have really mastered their art, uh, and none better than Tiffany Kirsten. Uh, Greg Nessie, a staff member with the American Birding Association, says it's a massive achievement. You clean up the easy birds throughout the year, but by the time you get to mid-November, any bird you add is going to be extremely rare. <laughs> Kirsten basically crossed the entire country, spotting birds all along the way. Is this variety of birds or just quantity? I think uh, it, it is not individual birds. Like, if you see two robins, that doesn't count as two birds. Oh. Uh, that is that is one species of bird. Interesting. And again, 726 species. That's that is lot. that is more than one bird per day. Can you can you run the numbers on that? What is that? Seven hundred and twenty birds. Did you say seven hundred twenty six? Oh, so that's like two birds a day. Seven hundred twenty six. Because seven hundred and thirty days are in two years. Yeah. Okay. One point nine eight nine birds a day. That's a lot of birds. I. How would you manage? How would you manage? You you have and like she has to rest. She yeah. can't be spotting birds at all hours of the day. It's an incredible feat. Uh, good, good job, good yeah. job. Big, That's big props out there to to um, Tiffany Kirsten. If you'd like to come on the podcast uh, and talk about your bird facts, we want to hear them. We'd love to hear them. Can you tell us all about real birds instead of big, big fake ones? Please, please give us the bird facts. <laughs> I'm so hungry for the bird facts. I've, I've, I'm so tired and bird factless. <laughs> but I have facts on another thing because I have a cryptid news story for you. Woo! There is a festival happening oh, at shit. the Leicestershire Hotel in the UK. The Festival of the Unexplained will be taking place at Bosworth Hall Hotel Market Bosworth from Friday, March 11th until Sunday, March 13th, and will feature a number of celebrity guest speakers from all genres of the supernatural. Hmm. It is aimed at people who have a burning desire to know more about something unexplained but don't know where to go. On the Friday evening, a live seance will be conducted by Ghost Adventures, Good Witch, and Psychic Medium, Patty Negri, along with guest speakers. The event will also feature a ghost hunt around the grade two listed Bosworth Hall with some of the special guest speakers as seen on paranormal TV shows. This will feature the Tennessee Wraith Chasers, Mike Goncalves, and Chris and Brandon Smith from Haunted Towns, Psychic Medium Patty Negri, Barry Fitzgerald, and Stars of Ghost Hunters International, Spirit Medium and Star of the Ghost Finders, Rob Thompson and Daniel Clays, owner of the infamous Haunted 
Hinsdale Hotel and cast member of Ghost Finders will also be in attendance. A ghostly guest is said to haunt the hall, known oh. as Lady Grey, rumored to be the ghost of Anne Dixie, one of the daughters of Sir Walston, the fourth baronet of Bosworth, who accidentally killed in an who accidentally killed her, I'm assuming, in an attempt to catch her lover. <gasps> wow. Damn. It has been recorded that in the 18th century, young Anne fell in love with the grounds gardener, much to her father's disapproval. Sir Walston set a man trap that this, Anne this fell into. This is some into. real drama. She badly wounded her leg and died shortly of blood loss because this was the 18th century and they didn't have proper medical care. The blood stains caused by her wounds are rumored to be seeping through the wooden floor above the hall's fireplace. And her ghost is set to roam the grounds looking for her long-lost lover. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where was she badly injured? Outside. Why does it bleed through the floor, then? This is my question. One of two things happened. Did she drag herself back in? Maybe. Yeah, these are these are my two things. Either her father set the trap outside, she fell into it outside, he carried her inside, and she died in front of the fireplace... Or alternatively, which would be very strange, if her father had set the man trap inside in front of the fireplace. Like, I still don't know what this man trap is. Is this a pit? How'd they get her out of the pit? Is this, uh, is this one of those like snares that you catch rabbits in? If so, how is that legal? How is any of this legal, actually, that he was going to trap a man and kill him? Like, did he face consequences for this? Like, what the fuck? Well, he, he is a baron of some kind, yes. He's fine. He's fine. Jude, would you ever man-trap someone? Uh, in my mind, man-trap is when you uh, su seduce someone and uh, entice them with marriage, and now they, now they are your, your man-thing, your little creature to play with and have as a boy toy. Uh, and in that sense, sure, in the sense of would I craft a pit trap full of spikes and pits with which to physically trap and injure a man, uh, or perhaps put out various bear traps filled with Playboy magazines oh such God. to tempt them into it. Um, in that sense, also, yes, I would do those things. You see, this is, this is how I know that not only am I a pacifist, but I'm also a coward. Because my immediate thought is, what if it doesn't work? If I cannot defeat this man of my own merit and need to resort to all these little traps and machinations like fucking Jigsaw to trap this man, if it fails, he's going to be very angry at me. And then I have both a trap that I can fall into that didn't work in catching that man and also an angry man. I cannot do this. I'm too scared to live out the consequences. <laughs> that being said, let us move to our other scary big birds of yes. the week. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is the Kansas City Winged Demon. Uh, according to the Cryptids Wiki, it has been spotted at least four times in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I think it is a little bullshit that there is a city in Missouri named Kansas City. Mm -hmm. But anyhow... Uh, I'm going to take us over to, I have for you uh, a page all about the Kansas City winged demon from flinthillsparanormal.com. 
uh, courtesy of Dr. Linda Clark. Now, oh, I actually have this open. Yeah, great. Okay, good. Uh, across the United States, there have been a plethora of reports of strange winged creatures flying around scaring regular folks, and Kansas has certainly not been excluded. Uh, she goes over and names a bunch of them. One of the more famous winged creatures in Kansas is in Kansas City. Is it? Is that in Kansas or is it in Missouri? There are two Kansas cities. And one of them is in Missouri. And one of them is in Kansas. True. Which is it, Dr. Linda Clark? It is apparently the size of a man with a 12-foot leathery wingspan and the face of an ugly man. They state that when on land, it moves in a wobbly way. It is strong enough to shake a house. A reader of this article also gave his accounting of the demon. He said that in 2018, he was sitting on his porch in in KC when he began to hear some loud clicking noises, saw a l- large, white, winged creature in a tree, silently flew to another tree, uh, and then he heard it on his roof. An article in Phantoms and Monsters tells of another story. Summer of 2019, young man visits his family, walking his dogs with his aunt around midnight when a dark form glided over them. It had a wingspan of 8 to 10 feet, and they could almost see through the wings. The body between the wings was very thin, but nothing distinct. Uh, gliding over the power lines, dogs started barking. Later, in an empty lot not far away, there were many feathers and rabbit fur was around, apparently having been prey of something. He felt that it was nocturnal and may, be the only, and may only be around when it's warm and food is plentiful. No further sightings have been made, although he feels that he may have seen it before when he was younger. I have a wild thing. Go on. To tell you yeah. about one of the stories you just shared. Do you an know this person? An interesting follow-up, if you will. Well, I don't know who this person is, but I have a... Um, interesting story from Lizza B on the cryptids wiki which That's i think right. might interest you and i'm going to read it aloud and i'm also going to read some of the responses for you because this is a wild thread <clears throat> about a year ago at 3 a.m i was sitting on my front porch and heard a series of loud clicking it was like a mixture of a deep clicking and a chirping sound I looked up into the tree at the source of the sound and I saw a very large winged creature that did not look like a bird or a bat. It seemed to be white and it flew quietly to another tree. It began making the same noise and was quiet. A few minutes later, I heard it again on the roof of my house. I'm an outdoorsy person who loves wildlife. I have never heard or seen this particular creature slash animal before or since. The closest thing I can say it looked like was a winged demon. Its sound was otherworldly, and I still get chills thinking about it. Everyone thinks I was confused. I don't drink or do drugs, and I was wide awake. I know what I saw. I'm located in Kansas City on Woodland and 55th. Why would you tell people your address over the internet, girl? Um, (laughs) There are a lot of trees around, and we do have raccoons and squirrels. We have a few raccoons that hang around nearby, so I have a theory that this thing was hunting for food. Anyone heard that sound before? And there are two comments in response to this. The first one, on January 14th, 2021, from Euphoria582. No, but that's very interesting. Has anything else like it ever happened to you? And finally, on September 3rd, 2021, and I will translate from capital letters back to normal speak because I don't want to scream into the microphone, from 
Furry Man 3000. Fake. <laughs> fake, 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 or fake, fake, fake with the dollar sign. Da fake. Disca. Disca facta fake. Fake, fake, fake. <laughs> I adore you, Furry Man 3000. <laughs> Just the the fake turning into the key smash. I I love seeing uh, repeat characters, and I really hope we encounter Furry Man three thousand again. I noticed Manwolf in the comments here. Uh, Manwolf is one of the uh, admins of the Cryptids Wiki, and I've seen him quite a few times in the comments before. I think we've made mention of him. Is that why uh, he's got the little sheriff's badge on his icon? Yeah, that is why. I believe that's what the badge means. But I his bio has inactive admin. According to him, his favorite cryptid is uh, the River Dino. Oh, that's a good, fun. A good choice, Man Wolf. Uh, there is another encounter on the FlintHillsParanormal.com one. Uh, a fairly recent one, considering. Uh, back in March of last year. Oh. I received an email from an individual whose daughter saw a very disturbing sight. A black winged creature. Uh, they live in the Junction City, Kansas area. The email and follow-up telephone contact reveal the following witness observations of the winged creature. Lady gave me permission to publish this report. Since moving to the Fort Riley, Junction City area, we have experienced strange things. My four-year-old came running and screaming to me while we were outside. She said she had seen a large, scary black flying thing between the neighbor's house and ours. She said it was flying, was huge as a monster's head, had no eyes, and no beak. She said it was not a bird and wanted to go in immediately. She has been refusing to go back out and play so far today after the incident. She drew a picture but was unable to complete because she was too scared to finish it. We also have three dogs who are also outside and none of them barked during this time either. Attached to this drawing, she was unable to finish. Uh, but they they had like a follow-up interview and they talked more. Um, and the girl also pointed out another image uh, that she found quite spooky and said that was what the creature looked like. Uh, oh, now, what interests me. Now, what interests me is that that is uh, a drawing of Mothman oh. as a sort of angelic satanic figure. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Mothman! And this is very specifically a black winged creature with no eyes and seemingly no facial details. Which, if you look at some of the older Mothman stuff, uh, that may sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Is Mothman going out and scaring four-year-olds now? I don't think that's okay, Mothman. I Maybe he Mothman. wasn't meaning to, but... It feels like at this point, we can't keep saying Mothman doesn't mean to do the horrible fucked up things he does. I know I'm normally I, let's defend Mothman. I think but... Mothman is a victim of circumstance more often than not. He didn't, he didn't mean to bring the bridge down. Oh no. He just showed up. <laughs> That's Mothman, rough. the problematic fave of the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide since since 20, since 2020. Yeah, forever. Since forever. Since I learned of the existence of Mothman, I was like, oh, fuck yes. Um, no, I, I feel like yeah. if, if Mothman is not outwardly maliciously doing these things, Mothman is the most unlucky person in the world. And I think you, what you, it is, I fully is, believe that. I think God realized that Mothman was too sexy and is trying to like suck the air out of his out of his uh 
happiness and joy. Take take the wind from beneath his wings, as it were. Yeah, put a cloud in his rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> really deflate him and villainize him to the public. And I personally think that's very uncool of God. I think Mothman, uh, like all of us, probably needs to spend more time isolating during this pandemic. Uh, and I think Mothman really needs to do some soul searching. Does he mean to do these things? Probably not. Um but does he do these things? Still, yes. There, there you go. I, I think, I think we, he's really got to work on himself this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, My question is, did yeah. he just go insane from the isolation and like the the withdrawnness? Like, oh, you think the like... you think the forty years since the seventies really took a toll on him? No, I think what it is is he's like, I'm fine when I'm by myself in isolation on my own terms. But if it's on someone else's terms, I can't deal with that long. You think term. lockdown drove Mothman crazy? I think. Oh, I think it drove him to the brink. He's trying to interact with other people, but he doesn't know how to do it in a not creepy way. Oh, Mothman. He's trying to make friends, but he doesn't know how to social network. Oh. It's like how when you see the people after uh, quarantine, after COVID, they go into the coffee shops and just kind of stare at the barista for a solid 30 seconds. And then they're like, would you like coffee? And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, if that's okay with you, could I? <laughs> could, I, could I maybe have some caffeine? And they're like, "Yeah, no, that's what we're here for." And it's like, "I'm sorry." This is that. That's how I was before the pandemic, uh, Mothman. I, I, I'm very understanding of your situation. We can, we can hang out if you need human interaction. Yeah, Mothman, um, come join me in quarantine, please. The thing that I love about uh, Linda Clark's article is uh, she is citing the Cryptids Wiki, but in the in the article itself, she writes. Crypto Wiki with two Ks, and that is crypto with an O. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked up the the Crypto Wiki, and it is unfortunately exactly what you're thinking. Uh, although what I found was not just any Crypto Wiki, but the DYOR Crypto Wiki, which is do your own research. No. Featuring uh, four sections, coins and tokens, companies and organizations, jargon and various uh, oh. which is all the slang stuff and stuff. people where you can find out that Jesse Powell played Magic the Gathering with Roger Ver in high school or how many projects Anthony DeLorio is involved. Read about the D5 famous Andre Cronhey, Stanny, or Kane. Get to know Stephen Naryoff, a man who is involved with at least nine cryptocurrencies and who then oh, got God. charged with extortion. I don't oh. think I want to know that person, Crypto Wiki. Wait, I want to know. I want to know how they got him. <laughs> how'd they get him uh our final cryptid of the day is for me our most disappointing and that is the ropin the ropin was allegedly spotted uh by this uh anthropologist paleontologist back in the 1930s uh let me see if i can remember her name it should be... Now, where did that just go? I'm terrible at this. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Entomologist Evelyn Cheesman, uh, who was doing expeditions in Papua New Guinea. Uh, Evelyn Cheesman is quite acclaimed within the entomologist community. Um, and in fact, within Papua New Guinea, as something of a rarity... Uh, she actually asked locals and the indigenous people of the area, like, hey, tell me more about what you guys have seen here. 
and what bugs I might find. Uh, and through that, she discovered quite a host of new species on these expeditions um, and was fairly acclaimed even by the local indigenous people as they frequently called her the mountain woman. Mm -hmm. uh, so she is very, very reputable. Now, the Cryptids Wiki says that it was first sighted in 1935 by Evelyn Cheeseman. Mm -hmm. The thing is, the only thing Evelyn Cheeseman ever described was strange lights that she saw somewhere on the mountain at a very far distance. The Ropen mm. is this creature with a 20-foot wingspan, a long tail. It Hell is yeah. bioluminescent. Hell uh, yeah. Glows as it flies. It's a scavenger. Uh, it, un it digs up dead bodies to eat. Uh, and we all gotta live. Mm -hmm. And according to multiple sources, the Ropen means demon flyer. Uh-huh. Its tail length is more than 25% of its wingspan. That is a long-ass fucking tail. That's wild. Here's what I think. Yeah? Did you ever see... I'm sure you saw them. I think it was National Geographic that when I was little, they made a video series about what the world will look like after climate change has started to fuck shit up majorly. And one of the things that they covered was what animals are going to look like, Maybe. I'm trying and, to remember this series. This sounds familiar. And one of the things that they posited was that there would be a resurgence of prehistoric-like birds that had, like, more wings. I don't remember why they thought this was going to happen. I don't know if it was, like, a genetic adaptation to, like, better fly through, like, air that was more heavily carbon dioxide or if they were just like no just fucking dinosaurs because the world's gonna end and like all this weird shit's gonna happen the world's gonna open up and demons are gonna come out i don't remember what but whatever the case was they thought that there would be these weird fucked up pterodactyl looking birds and i think what they were predicting is literally the ropen like this reminds me exactly of what that national geographic documentary looked like wow let me see if i can find it one of the premier researchers of uh, the Ropen is Jonathan Whitcomb. Uh, he hosts a lot of the investigations for it. Uh, he has devoted more than 10,000 hours to investigating the Ropen and interviewing witnesses. Whitcomb studied the Ropen's lights and found they moved toward the coast early at night and returned inland later. This aligned with the reports of locals who say the Ropens fly out the, uh, to the reef at night to feed and then return to their resting places in the mountains. Interesting. Now, I won't get into all the details, but suffice to say, there's nothing in, in uh, Evelyn Chessman's work that ever suggested that she actually encountered anything like a giant pterosaur. There's nothing mm -hmm. in the fossil record that indicates pterosaurs have survived to the modern day. And the very interesting report, because I would I would generally be hesitant to write off indigenous reports uh, and favor in favor of like whatever uh, so and so uh, you know quote unquote authoritative scientist has said. Here's the thing: there aren't these indigenous reports, and where they where they do exist, in the very few cases they do, they exist post 2004 when Whitcomb published his first article on the rope and claiming Evelyn Chessman saw it and claiming that there was something in Papua New Guinea that he had to investigate. Mm -hmm. Whitcomb 
is a young earth creationist. And he believes that if he can prove that a modern day pterosaur exists, it would disprove the theory of evolution. Because it would mean that if a pterosaur still existed, there were certain things that had not evolved. Mm -hmm. Interesting. He is not well liked by other members of the cryptozoological community. He is not well liked by anyone who actually studies pterosaurs because he claims he is a pterosaur expert while knowing fully nothing about it. Uh, mm -hmm. There is an excellent video by Trey the Explainer on this, and I, I really recommend watching that because I can't get into all the details here just because it's so much about him, who he has deals with, the pseudonyms he has published under to verify his own articles, um, all of the details about the Ropen that just don't match up with features within the fossil record of the pterosaurs we do have. Um, the, big, the big point against it, bioluminescence, not a feature of any of any terrestrial vertebrate. There is no tetrapod on Earth with bioluminescence. Not a frog, not a bird, not a dog, nothing. There's nothing like that. The closest you can find is bats covered in pollen. But in that case, the pollen is luminescent and not them. Maybe, maybe there's evidence for that. There is no word for ropen. Ropen is not a word in, in the Papua New Guinea language. It doesn't mean demon flyer. He invented that. Ooh. So it is, it is the classic cryptozoological move of actually this indigenous society saw a thing and here's what that thing was. It was a it was a thing that we know about because of science. Uh, Oof, rude. Yeah, in, incredibly so. Um, and he is using this to justify young Earth creationism, and he compares it to like articles of biblical texts, such as um a quote from Isaiah about a flying fiery serpent. He uses fiery to suggest that it was glowing, and serpent to mean that it was uh like a dragon um one this is not what serpent meant two when they say fiery in the original biblical text if you look at the older translations it translates to venomous mm -hmm. uh because fiery is was often used as a metaphor for the sting of venom basically he is off the mark about the bible he is off the mark about evolution and he is off the mark about pterosaurs and yet he has somehow accrued a reputation and this cryptid has in some way become notable. Uh, I would like to see it die. I would like to discuss, though, why the fuck it is that we always associate biblical demons with these winged creatures. Do you remember mm -hmm. the Lone Pine Mountain Devil? I do. I the, do very much. These winged beasts that descended upon what sounded to us uh, to be an a orgy, Catholic orgy, a <laughs> Catholic orgy. Uh, and I believe many of the people there said like, it was clearly coming after us for our sins. Interesting. That was a detail from that. Uh, there is also the van meter visitor who mm -hmm. I think uh, to, to me looks all sci-fi and weird, but to the people of the time, I believe they suggest that it was a devil and had uh, arisen because of like, the spirits of the minds or something like that. Huh. What's with the biblical angle on these, uh, these, these beasties, huh? I think people just, uh, have some weird complex where they're like, we deserve this. Do you think 
Do you think there is something inherently satanic about birds? Yes. Absolutely. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> uh I think I think we've discussed pretty thoroughly that like when people see something weird, nine times out of ten, it is probably a fucking bird. It, the three things all cryptids are: bear, wolf, uh-huh. Uh-huh. bird. Mm-hmm. In that order. What about worm? Worm, also worm. That's the fourth one. Everything. Eberhard's classification is out. This is our new classification. Bear, bird, dog, worm. I support it. Cass, everything gonna... else is yeah. worm. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, it's a worm. Cass, we're going to play a fun game. Oh? We're going to play what does the Cryptids Wiki consider a pterosaur and what does it consider a flying and gliding animal? Oh. Because these... Every pterosaur is flying and gliding. Not every flying and gliding thing is a pterosaur, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna I'm gonna name something, and you're gonna mm-hmm. tell me which category it has been tagged in. And okay. Is it just a regular flying and gliding creature, or is it specifically a pterosaur? Mm-hmm. I will give you the name and a couple of lines off the first thing. Okay. The Potosi Sheep Slayer. The Potosi Sheep Slayer sighting was an extraterrestrial sighting that took place in 1968 near Potosi, Bolivia. The witness, the llama and sheep herder, was bringing her livestock in for the night when she noticed a net covering one of the pens. Under the net was someone attacking and disemboweling the sheep with an unusual hooked instrument. Holy shit. The bean grabbed a radio-like device and a bag it had evidently been putting the sheep organs in, put both items in a rucksack on its back, which itself extended a pair of legs to the ground, and the strange entity flew off straight into the air. Is oh. it a pterosaur or is it flying and gliding? I want to say flying and gliding. That is correct. Also fucked up. Why didn't that fucked up? Call the cops or something. Not that they'd help, but like still. Okay. The next one. Uh-huh. Is the Mount Kansing Dragon Snake? I'm gonna in say a pterosaur the... immediately. That is correct. <laughs> I got the sense. I got the spidey sense. Okay. Okay. Bat Squatch. Our good friend Flying Bat Squatch. That is incorrect. They called him a pterosaur. They what called the him a pterosaur. Oh my god! They called him a pterosaur. How rude. A pterosaur is one possible explanation, I guess. Uh, I guess. He's a jacked fucking wolfman with bat wings. How the fuck would that be a pterosaur? He's just a funny little guy. Okay. And uh, last week's cryptid is the Snallygaster, a mythical dragon-like beast said to inhabit the hills surrounding Washington and Frederick counties. I gotta think that... um... They went with pterosaur on this one. No! No? No, just flying and gliding. Why is the fucking dragon creature not a pterosaur, but the bat squatch is? What the fuck? What the fuck? Cryptids Wiki, get it together! Messy. 
how do you feel about the pterosaurs we've encountered on this day, Cass? I think um, Big Bird should invite them to Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, to give uh, Garibaldo some friends and company. <laughs> you think Garibaldo needs some fucked up friends? Yes, I think so. I think he needs uh, some friends who will make him feel better about his appearance. Um, or at least support him and be like, I know what that feels like. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the, the idea of someone else having to deal with the scary fucked up bird creature descending from the sky. Mm -hmm. I would not want to deal with it personally, except for a weird fucked up bird, bat, white creature just in the trees. Like that sounds fun to see. I'd be like, oh, look at that. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, for me... I would love if there were a bioluminescent creature. I think it's fairly creative. Uh, you got to give Whitcomb points for that, if nothing oh, else. Oh, I love the bioluminescence. It's it's creative, uh, completely ecologically unfounded, but mm -hmm. creative. Um, I would. I actually have a lot of affection, strangely, for Big Bird, uh, the cryptid. Um, I just I just think there's something charming about that one, and mm -hmm. if the end explanation is that it's a crane and it's such a beautifully simple explanation, I'd love that. Uh, I would let a crane into my home. Probably yeah, a mistake same. on my part, but I'd let it in. I want to see a video of you letting a crane into your home and the resulting consequences. Uh, the other two, I have zero feelings about the Kansas City Winged Demon. It's another one. That's it. That, uh, that is the best I can say about it. Oh, it's another one of these. Um, and with the Ropin, it is one of the best examples, I think, of how cryptids can be used as an agenda, which is not something we tend to discuss that uh, usually if they're like a manipulated uh, thing or fact, then it's to sell something. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the fact is, kids, watch out. Cryptocurrency ain't the only bad cryptids. <laughs> yeah uh anyway good luck out there uh fight birds win you can do it i believe in you if no matter what the people say no matter how many times they remind you that an ostrich is nine feet tall with a six foot wingspan and weighs oh 200 pounds don't fight it please. don't don't let them get you down stick it to the man stick it to the ostrich and fight it the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide is a podcast lovingly created by Cass Rowland and Jude Furlong. Follow us at ACSGCast on our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. And tune in Wednesdays at 8am Central where you get your podcasts.